Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here, managing editor of Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. This show brought to you by FightfulSelect.com. I'm also the managing editor of that. If you all uh, didn't see, I posted raw spoilers over on Fightful Select, absolutely free, just to kind of get you guys over there and and browse around at things. But uh, basically a rundown of what was going to happen on tonight's episode of WWE Raw, or at least many major happenings. Uh, Fightful Select is our premium service where we have uh, additional podcasts, we have additional posts, we have dark match commentary, Q&A shows, extended segments, you all can get early access to a ton of stuff over at FightfulSelect.com. Also, if you missed it, I did a UFC Atlantic City post show on Saturday. And last night, I covered Impact Wrestling Redemption along with uh, Adam Martin of WrestleView.com. We did a simulcast. That show was a lot of fun. Both the review and the show itself, Impact Wrestling, had a very, very good showing last night. But without further ado, I am joined by one Alex Pawlowski. Alex, I have heard, I've never been there, mm-hmm. but I've heard that Jeddah, Saudi Arabia is so unbelievably gorgeous. Just just my beautiful. God. It is, it is just, oh my God, it's breathtaking. It is, it is the most beautiful city. It is so hot. And I don't mean like it's 135 degrees in the shade, which it is, but like, it's just like hot. Like my, oh God, I just want to, I just want to take that city. I just want to, oh my God, a city. It's so beautiful. So hot. Um, Is it weird to anybody else that they keep insisting on how beautiful the city is when they like, we're not going. We're going to watch the pay-per-view, but a lot of us aren't, aren't flying there to, to buy tickets. So. I just want to say this, the, the terrible irony in all this. I looked at the weather report for Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Over the next 10 days, sunny between 89 and 90. The only overcast day is the day of the greatest <laughs> Royal Rumble. That's it. They're going to have those live shots. It's going to be like cloudy. Oh, good. Oh, man. Oh, uh, I will so be here for a live post show right after the greatest Royal Rumble. I am strangely pumped for some afternoon wrestling, even if it is eight goddamn hours long. <laughs> but guys, uh, if you all haven't already, leave us a thumbs up. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. But if you're watching after the live show, go ahead and leave us a comment. We want to know what you think. What was your favorite thing? Your least favorite thing on this episode of raw? Leave it in the comments section below. Of course, you guys can subscribe on a podcast platforms everywhere. It would take me too long to name them all off, but uh, definitely go check that out and check out FightfulSelect.com because I am posting little goodies up there all the time, lots of exclusives. But uh, you can always, of course, get your free wrestling fix over at FightfulWrestling.com. Let's get into Monday Night Raw. The show starts with a touching tribute and a 10-bell salute to Bruno San Martino, who passed away last week. Now, I haven't spoken to you since this went down, Alex. Bruno was a little before both of our times, but uh, what are your memories of a Bruno San Martino, even if it just may be his Hall of Fame induction? I mean, it's one of those things where you, 
you hear his name early and uh, at least I did early in my uh, wrestling fandom without really knowing any of the stuff about him. You just hear like, Oh, that was, that was the dude like, you know, in the generation before the generation before this one, at least that was my thing was like before there was Hogan and the iron Sheik, there was Bruno and that guy held the belt for like 20 years, you know, whatever it was. But like, that's what I heard. And I was like, really that long. And then you, as you get older, you look it up and you go, wow, this dude like was the most over guy on the planet. Like, and it was just, you, you just, just bring in a non-ending straight string of foreign heels for him to be in a steel cage in the, in the garden and just count money. Like that was, the, that was this guy. And uh, he was apparently like really, really great. And not just a money-making machine, but also like, Really good a, in the ring. A great dude as well. He went yeah, to bat yeah. for people yeah, who true. didn't have it as good as him, who were lower on the card than him, lower in the totem pole. Uh, myself and Jimmy Van talked about this at, at length on the list. And your boy, we have isolated that clip, put it up on our Fightful YouTube at youtube.com slash Fightful. But this is a very nice thing for WWE to do. Up next, Paul Heyman and Braun, or Brock Lesnar rather come out and... <laughs> Heyman has this laugh at the beginning of the promo. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit weird, but uh, he says that Brock Lesnar doesn't have to, have to gloat because Paul Heyman will do it for him. Heyman references Brock's new contract, and we were asked to kind of talk about that. Uh, it's the same thing I've always been told. He was under an agreement for the same amount of time, which to my understanding is August, but it, it's a very loose thing. Like if they come along and offer him, hey, you want another date and all this extra money in September? You know, maybe he takes it. There's nothing like really too tight about these two sides. But I know that Brock Lesnar did get a hefty increase, which, I mean, that's not like the number that's being reported isn't true. But um, I don't know exactly what the number is. What do you think about the references to the contract? Heyman does this a lot. He'll reference popular rumors yeah, an effort to make it a little more realistic. Yeah, no, he's he's always you know, trying to get his finger on the pulse of the hardcore wrestling intelligentsia, uh, as is the parlance of the day. Um, but uh, yeah, this is this is fine. This is just what what Heyman does. Um, I think it's interesting. Like, no one really knows all the exact ins and outs of 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 this this new deal. Um, and we won't we won't really know what the plans are until this until Friday, you know. Like it, it, if uh, the the speculation that is rampant is, oh, there's there's waiting to you know, like put the title on Roman in front of a uh, more amenable crowd, and that may be the case, but it may not be. Honestly, we we just don't know at this point with that thing. If it is, and then he's written off, you know, out of the storyline for ever. Or you know, for a few months, who knows? But um, you know, Heyman serves his purpose here. You know, like I, I like him. I think he's a great promo. But if he's going to say the same stuff that he's been saying, um, you know, I think except for now, the operative word tonight was shred. Like he was he's sh- shredding, like shredded shredded chicken. I was like I'm thinking of shredded chicken in my head because I was hungry. So that was it. Roman Reigns comes out, gets a nice little pop. Says that he's leaving Saudi Arabia with the championship and drops a mic. That's probably about what you need to do with Roman Reigns promo. I had people speculating that the Roman Reigns chants were plants, and I was like, "How could you speculate or even tell well, something like that?" It was a hot crowd in St. Louis. Yeah, it's it's what they want to believe. They want to believe that no one could possibly like Roman, and it could be that he's over in St. Louis. And not in other places. You know what I mean? Like that's it. Like it or or a whole bunch of Roman Reigns fans came out to the Scott Trade Center tonight. That's it. Yeah. Who knows? There, but he was he got a poor reaction one night in South Africa and got a great reaction the next. That's gonna be the nature of this guy. Yeah. Elias comes out, he is interrupted. I'm glad with the with the shakeup, they've decided to try something new with Elias. And having someone interrupt his his performance. I think is a pretty good indication of the colorful, creative direction in which his character is going to go. Yeah, see, it used to be, Sean, that he would sing a verse and then get interrupted. Yeah, But exactly. now, now, wait for it, wait for it. It's so different. 
He doesn't even get to sing the verse before he's interrupted. Yeah, the disrespect, man. It's so different. He's just, um, just going to fire him up. It's going to uh, bring something out of him. Yeah, this is brilliant. The, this is the first official beginning of Rude's heel turn when he's interrupting Elias before he can even insult St. Louis. Because let me tell you, there's a lot of things he could have said about St. Louis, but uh, but he he didn't uh, he didn't have a chance to because because Rude interrupted him. Rude wearing blue stands out a lot more on Raw. That was my first note of the match. Because <laughs> it kind of blended in when he wore that on SmackDown. Yeah, he but did. On Raw, it stands out a little bit more. Uh, also, him interrupting Elias gets him over as a heel for me, even though it doesn't need to. Uh, Bobby Rude tweaks his knee, and I was about to be mad because he did that inverted atomic drop, and I was like, was that the knee? But it wasn't. <laughs> it was the opposite knee. I was like, mm-hmm. I swear to God, if you pretended you tweaked your knee and then used it, to crush a man's ball sack. How is that move legal? Shouldn't be. No, it's, I, uh, I know it's um, supposed to aim for the tailbone or whatever, but l- come on now. It doesn't aim for the tailbone. It, it hits doesn't. him. Yeah. Hits him right in the Jettas. Yep. Rude clotheslines Elias over the top rope after Cole messed up a throw to commercial, and he even used the same line. <laughs> he uses Bobby Rude in control twice. And I was like, ah, come on, man. This is really slow. This was Elias's NXT work, is what this was. Well, yeah, and he it, was wor- he was working opposite Rude, like Rude. But I Rude, mean, Rude does his funny babyface spots. I know, but it's still it's a it's a Rude match, which means like let's slow it down. Let's get some get some breathing room in between our spots. Definitely got to work that headlock. Like that's that's his thing. We have a a uh, viewer, Lindsay Mayhe who recommended the idea of using Bobby or Dana Brooke as Bobby Roode's valet if he went heel. I would like that. It makes probably better use of her and better use of him. Elias hangs up Roode on the top rope and rolls him up for the pin. You know, the right call and Elias winning, sure. He's got the more upside, but this has 50-50 written all over it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, this is the whole thing of I – it does feel a lot like um, they had no idea where they were going with people – uh, in the Raw after Mania and the shakeup Raw, like as we'll see here, um, Rude didn't interrupt um, Elias. Bobby Lashley interrupted Elias and Lashley hit him and beat him up. So they did that, and that's all gone now. Lashley's not involved with Elias. We're going to move on to Elias and Rude. Uh, later on, we're going to see that No Way Jose and Jinder Mahal had a thing last week. But whoops, nope, we're not going to do that. Mahal's going to work with Gable, and No Way Jose, you're going to work with Corbin. And that's fine, but it was kind of an interesting thing where, like, oh, no, wait, ah, uh-uh, as they say, plans change, and those plans have changed. That they do. We get a Woken Matt Hardy promo. He puts over the greatest Royal Rumble and is later joined uh, by Bray Wyatt. I got to say, they pushed the greatest Royal Rumble harder than any show I've ever seen them push just, in all my years of covering pro wrestling or just I really noticed it more when I started covering pro wrestling, but even watching it, like they, it seemed as if they promoted this more than even WrestleMania. Oh yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it just feels odd. Like if we have the network, we'll probably watch. We might not live because, you know, a lot of us, you know, people work during the day or in school, but we'll watch it. Especially if we hear, oh, that match was good, or you'll never be- believe what, what that, the spot that happened in the Rumble. People will tune in and they'll watch. Um, I don't see like anybody saying, oh, you know what? I was on the fence about getting the network, but now 50 men in one ring? Oh, I, I, I got to get the network I, now. I could, I could do it for some people. Some people love the Royal Rumble. Man, I'm a dork for them, but I'm... I'm- it's hard for me to say what will draw sure. new people. Because, sure. I mean, maybe Triple H versus Cena will draw somebody. You never know. It could. It very well could. But uh, but I will now only be referring to it as the most humongous rumble of royalty, uh, as Broken Matt did. Because, uh, yes. that's, because that's only like 2% more silly than the greatest royal yeah. rumble. I mean, let's be honest. That's the dumbest title since Great Balls of Fire. So, so obviously, this seems like, as you mentioned, a crown prince of Saudi Arabia naming yeah. type of thing. And like next year, he's not going to be like, I, I don't want the second greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, 
I want the greatest pinata on a pole match. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want I want the extra most bestest Royal Rumble. Can yes. we have that? So, and it'll be sponsored by Little Caesars. Um, yeah, this was, oh my God. Uh, yeah, it's fine. You know what? Do your thing. But it, it, it does feel like they're really pushing it. And uh, I mean, isn't it, is it not a sold show? Like it's, it's, it's there. I, would, I wouldn't think so. I mean, I, I, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's a weird thing that, that it's, it just, uh, yeah, we can't, we're, nobody's going there from here. Who's watching raw in America, at least to buy a ticket. Probably not. So it's a weird thing to push as much as they're doing. In my and apparently they're getting a trophy. That's the thing, based on what I saw. It's a trophy in the in the graphic, a trophy with big swords on it. In that part of the world where the swords are, the berserker is going to come back and win. Although at one point I did theorize that Daniel Bryan was actually a miniature berserker because he wore the furry boots and mm-hmm. he had the beard. Mm-hmm. And instead of Huss, he said yes. Yes, yep. That's one. That's possible. He was a miniature berserker for a little he, while. He, he just he took the gimmick and made it work. I see what my, you're doing, Daniel Bryan. Minus the Viking helmet, but yeah. yeah he could have. I, I think maybe I bet at some point he wore a Viking well, helmet. It's probably, you know, he's a Seahawks fan, so he wouldn't wear a Viking helmet. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point, actually. He'd, he'd wear a bird mask or something. I know what's going to draw people to the network, and that's Victor doing cartwheels over Matt Hardy. I mean, if Matt Hardy didn't have a subscription, he's getting one now for that. Because he said it was wonderful, and he applied he did. for it. Uh, Matt Hardy has also procured a spray tanning <laughs> subscription by the looks of it. Yes, indeed. Man, he is looking more like Sideshow Bob every week. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I hope I hope that one day he can channel the spirit of Sideshow Bob. He's got to be dead on The Simpsons by now, right? No, 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 no. I'm I no, he's he pops up every couple of years or so. He's still around, still trying to murder Bart. Good times. Yep. Uh Wyatt cracks Victor with the big clothesline. <laughs> he uh, Matt's also modified his side effect that I've noticed to where he's not taking as much of a flat back bump. Whatever, it still looks fine. Wyatt gives Connor's sister Abigail, then the deleter of worlds win with their assisted twist of fate. What do you think of this finish? I, I like it a lot better than uh, the, I'm going to sister Abigail, you Nope, I'm just going to get a lightly toss you toward my partner who hits his finisher on you, which is the same thing they did last year with Randy Orton, which didn't work. Yes. This, it, it slows the momentum. There's yeah. no way it's faster. It's <laughs> dumb. Uh, this, uh, while not using anything that Wyatt normally brings to the table, it's not a combination of finishers like the zigzag Claymore, um, but it sure looks dope. Like, it looks like really assists that twist of fate and velocity toward the the canvas. I like it. The leader of worlds is a perfect name. Mm. I I really enjoy that. It's so perfect. I love it. We get the Sammy and KO show. It'll be the new talk show on on Raw. And I like that KO is there to be entertaining, but looks like he'd rather be anywhere else in the world. They bring out Kurt Angle and have a lawn chair for him. They say that his manhood is in a jar in Stanford, Connecticut from his bosses. But (laughs) they argue over how many kids Kurt Angle has, five or six. And then Kevin Owens says, no, you forgot Jason Jordan, but that's okay because Kurt Angle forgot him for the longest time too. Yeah, that was great. Uh, Sami Zayn, as your grandpa, is the greatest heel character on the yes. show with his reading glasses and his legal pad. <laughs> that's fantastic. But the best thing that he did tonight was they were trying to remember why people would want to watch the greatest Royal Rumble event. And it's like, is it because of uh, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in a cage? No. Oh, is it because Rusev's wife finally let him have a casket match with The Undertaker? And I was like, Sammy, there's so much shade I can't see because I'm in pitch darkness. <laughs> that was so good. So Kurt Angle is <laughs> not too happy about all this. And he reminds these guys that, you know, he'll be in that greatest Royal Rumble match. And so will Daniel Bryan. And so will Chris Jericho. And I thought that was a nice touch because 
quite frankly, they haven't really mentioned that a lot on TV that yeah. Chris Jericho is going to be in this match, much less the connection between he and, and KO. I like it. Good stuff. They are later booked into a tag match with Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. Yep. Quite the formidable team. Yes. I, I, it's, it's, I think these guys have a ceiling that is far above tools of the establishment. Even if they're being used as baby faces, like, hey, you guys, I don't like you, so I'm going to send these two guys in here, and I'm going to use them as weapons. Ooh, shout out to my boy, Greg Sessler. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. On Total Divas, Daniel Bryan says that his heritage is from Vikings. Oh. Oh, my. Connecting the mother effing dots, the next assignment. You are (laughs) going to make my prophecy a reality in the coming week. So, wait. You've said in the past that Daniel Bryan is a mini berserker. And now listen, I'm listen, going to write the You may not be my, my associate editor anymore, but you're still my VP. And you have to further my agenda, Alex. You have to do uh, it. All right, I suppose. You gotta go up to that podium and make sense of the silly <laughs> shit that I say on any given Monday. For, <laughs> for yeah. the good of the fightful nation, yes. I, I will do my solemn duty. Man. Man. Whew, where was I on my notes? Oh, speaking of formidable combinations, I thought one of the highlights of WWE Raw tonight was Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, especially the post-match promo. Uh, the record scratch is dumb. It, it, it needs to never happen again. What do you think of Dana Brooks' outfit? <laughs> I like that she's trying new stuff. Me too. I mean, that's that's fine. She, was, she did not have her hair done that way during the 10-bell salute. She was in the front row, and I was like, she's got her gear on. And then she came out later, like, she was not wearing that same stuff. Connecting so, the dots, feud between Dana Brooke and Aiden English. They're both changing it up in the middle of shows. I love it. Just uh, doing something new. This is this is fine. You know, like, wh- whatever. I I, I, I I love her gimmick with, with the, the, you know, the glasses, and the, she's cosplaying Miss Hancock or whatever. Uh, it's fine. It's great. Somebody brought up like Lacey Evans' recent look. Yeah, it, I put in my notes it was like a pinup girl, old school pinup girl. Yeah. Uh, have you noticed also? Uh, did you notice that uh, Apollo was Apollo Cruz again? Yes, he is. They let that stuff die down. I guess. Man, yeah. that was a dumb name change. Yes, it was. Speaking of Lacey Evans, guys, I do have the Fightful Weekender podcast every week, exclusively on FightfulSelect.com. I talk NXT, ROH, two hundred five live. New Japan, all kinds of stuff like that. Last week, I uh, put the show up for free. So that is over at FightfulPods.com. It's on our YouTube. It's on our podcast formats everywhere. I asked uh, our subscribers at Fightful Select what they think of me posting that for free here and there. And it was ahead of a big Impact Wrestling weekend. So I went ahead and did that. Check it out. Might encourage you to uh, subscribe to Fightful Select. Ziggler bounced around big time, but one thing I loved early in this match was how effortlessly McIntyre just saved him by leaning his foot into the ring and being like, all right, I'm going to clean up this mess for you, buddy. They're taking on Titus Worldwide, by the way. There's a reverse Alabama slam with a super kick, and then the Claymore zigzag wins the match. Ziggler also incredibly orange. The match wasn't really the story. They both had real strong promos after this, Alex. Yeah, real strong. Fire, as as the youth say. Um, I love this change uh, for Ziggler as actually having a direction. Like he's saying, no one's ever had my back, and this guy's got my back, and this guy's dangerous. Listen, everyone's like, oh, they finally gave the Shawn Michaels wannabe a diesel. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, great. But there's a reason that pairing worked. You know, and they like it, it. These these. If you got the two guys that work well together, do it. I'm as from what I'm seeing in, in this tag match, uh, in their introduction last week, in their promo after the match tonight, this has potential to be something like really something like top heels in on the brand something. But then I remember, oh, that just means they're probably gonna get speared both at the same time. Um. So I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes, and hopefully it's not we're gonna we're gonna build you guys and build you guys and build you guys and feed you to somebody, and then we're gonna drop you back down the card. 
because this this thing has potential to be something really great, I think. Yeah, I think so too. That, those were high-level promos from both guys. Ziegler says that nobody's had his back until now since the beginning. It's kind of true. I mean, Big E did for a while. Spirit Squad did for a while, but nothing too extended. And really, they failed. The company failed Dolph Ziggler and Big E by not really extending that and making stars of both of them after that. Because that was that should have launched Big E into something, something special. McIntyre's promo, it's... I did a Fightful Books on, on Drew McIntyre a while back, and he just has this crazy look to him. And his his quote in, in, in this was, quote, I'm especially dangerous to a locker room that has gone soft. When I walk around, I see no fire, no ambition. People walking around collecting checks, and it makes me sick, end quote. I can, I've interviewed hundreds of wrestlers, and I can say that what he says reflects the attitude that I got from him when I spoke to him. I don't know. Maybe I can count on one hand the number of people I've interviewed that even seemed like they were as excited to be a pro wrestler as then Drew Galloway was. So I, I buy it. I completely buy it. In the fightful books that I said that they absolutely should play off the fact that he had a an endorsement from Vince McMahon ten years ago and it failed. Whether it's as a babyface or a heel or like some some sort of psychotic role, you have to eventually approach that. Maybe not right now, but I thought that what he said was perfect. And I'm not a guy who was ever like incredibly interested in a Drew McIntyre or a Drew Galloway. This got me really, really interested in Drew McIntyre and saying that he isn't what WWE wants, but he's the wake-up call they desperately needs. I looked at the the you know I posted spoilers of this show and I was like ah uh-uh, I don't know about this this was a big turning point for me I was like man this was just unbelievable a plus yeah no I'm I'm totally into it um, uh, there's there's a lot of different places uh, that Raw can go uh, at the top of their um, men's division and here's the thing. I I would not be opposed to seeing these guys hold the tag straps and one of them hold the intercontinental belt at the same time. And there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with these guys where they're they're, they're trying to run stuff, you know. And then you get guys who are trying to like you know that then then you can get Braun Strowman involved, you can get Bobby Lashley involved, you can get all these people involved in that in that thing. If you're going to keep one particular large canine at the very tip top of your show. Then you can have the upper mid card like just full of these kinds of dudes uh, who are all doing great work if they're not being allowed to be up near the very top. You know, for I posted a, a tweet thread the other day about how sick I was of the Dolph Ziggler contract story, and I am. And I hate almost all of his promos, but he does have an ability in the ring that few have. Like he took a match with the Miz that should not have been interesting. There was no real reason to have any interest in that Intercontinental title match with the with the Miz during his SmackDown run, and they made it something very, very special. So if he's able to do that and do it in a situation where people have a reason to care about him, whether it's by proxy of someone else or not, they can make good use of it. Backstage, Chad Gable encounters Kurt Angle. <laughs> when I found out what was going to happen on the show, I was probably most excited for that interaction. Yeah. And he naturally asked about Jason Jordan, who Angle says that uh, is getting better each week. And you had to ask about Jason Jordan, right? You have to. Have to. And have I'm to. glad they did because maybe a year or two ago they don't. Because right. they, they just would ignore things like that. Yep. Kurt Angle says that Gable is not a, a – or that he is a singles wrestler, not a tag wrestler. Jinder Mahal shows up and – uh, I hate to laugh at anything gender delivers because it's always terrible, but he said, wow, you've been working out. Nicholas, you look great. The funniest thing gender has ever it. said or will ever say. Gender is on fire the last two weeks. <laughs> the, the superstar shakeup has been a With each brand switch that gender Mahal experiences, he just gets better. Yeah. What? And and I'm not saying that he was good last year, but it's better than the absence of whatever he was prior. It's true. 
I like this backstage interaction. <laughs> this is very good. I think that um, Chad Gable can be a poor man's AJ Styles. He's not going to be as good in the ring. He's not going to be as good on the mic. He's not going to be have as much chemistry with as mo- much of the roster. But he's going to be that small guy who can work probably a good match with almost everybody. He's going to be a good guy to have around. What did you think of this backstage interaction? I liked it a lot. Um, I do think it's funny. The last time we actually ever saw Chad Gable and Jason Jordan on screen together, it was during the um, SmackDown invasion of Raw and the Angle pre-Survivor Series, oh, where right. where where they invade the locker room and Jason Jordan has just gotten his ass kicked in some fashion before that. He's sitting there. He's like icing the back of his neck. He's totally beaten up already. And Jace and, and Chad Gable pushes to the front of the whole mob of, of SmackDown. There's a beat, and then he kicks the crap out of his former tag team partner. Because, I forgot all about that. Because brand loyalty reigns supreme yeah. for six weeks out of the year. And um, <laughs> and now he's here. He's like, hey, how's, how's Jason? Well, you know, maybe uh, his neck would be okay if he hadn't suffered that beat down from you <laughs> last year. Anyway, uh, that was fine. Uh but uh, yeah, I'm t- Chad Gable is the perfect guy to work with all these upper mid card heels who are bigger than him because he, I believe, he can take them in a fight. Yeah, and he can make them look like a million bucks because he sells really well for big dudes. Um, and there's all these great things he can do. That rolling um, uh, German suplex that he is in the corner, he can do that to pretty much anybody. He pulled that shit off on Big E. Like this guy's great. Um, like there's there's in an alternate reality where there's not uh, this certain hierarchy in on the Raw brand, there is a, a potential Chad Gable versus Bobby Lashley or Drew McIntyre type of a feud where you have the small underdog who gets over on the bigger, stronger dude after after chasing and chasing and chasing and he finally gets there like there's a there's a way of of doing that and writing that and making that work for like three or four months and having the big catharsis at the end where the, where the little guy wins the title only to have it stripped from him by the by the mean general manager whatever that kind of a thing but that i don't feel like we're oh, gonna i like that. i like chad gables the underdog baby face who you know can pull things off also i want to say the the jinder mahal Vern troyer comment lame totally Trash. lame uncalled totally lame. for just just stupid, ill-advised. Don't know who wrote it, but uh, shame on you. You're trash. Yep. Yep. Jim Hall attacks Gable before the match, but Gable makes it back in the ring, scores a takedown, quickly gets kicked. We come back from a commercial to see Gable eat a turnbuckle Bret Hart style, eventually hits his rolling kapu kick. Crowd pretty lively for this match. It didn't mean anything, which I thought made the finish even better. Jinder Mahal hits a stun gun and a huge knee. That knee was a thing of beauty. When I say that Jinder Mahal has been on the last two weeks in the ring, I mean it. He has. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate simply fill up an orange hefty renew bag with accepted items tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling that's it it's that easy It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Never, ever, ever looked this good in the ring. Uh, Like he has something to prove, which is kind of ironic because he really had something to prove last year and didn't do it. But now he's delivering. Uh, Gable and Jinder did the Bret Hart, Steve Austin Survivor Series 96 finish or the Piper Hart finish, depending on how old you are, where... Jinder has the Cobra Clutch. Gable runs up the ropes and ends up pinning Jinder Mahal. As I said, the strongest two-week in-ring run, run of Mahal's WWE career, but 
I kind of like halfway through this match, I was like, is this going to be Gable's Shelton Triple H moment? Now, obviously, Triple H to a much, 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 much <laughs> downscaled <laughs> yeah. degree. But this was an upset in my estimation. Oh, sure. Uh, I mean, especially because Jinder's got a shot at the U.S. title uh, on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of sad and disappointed that they didn't immediately put Gable in that match. Because to me, if you add Gable to the match on Friday, then it it puts the outcome of that match way more in doubt than it is just with Jinder versus, with, versus Hardy. Like, I, I buy... Gable scoring a, a a flash win to bring the belt back over to Raw and then immediately feud with it and drop it back to, to Mahal. Let, let's go Mahal. ahead and talk about this. Let's because do. Let's do. We're beefing. We're beefing. I wrote an article today. Actually, I wrote it last week, but I published it today. <laughs> Tip of the hat to WWE for keeping us guessing. Now, here's why I say that. Because after the Superstar Shakeup, and because of the Superstar Shakeup, we saw... Titles switch hands, and as of right now, the Intercontinental Championship, all all the titles are on the the brands that they were originally on. However, over the next three weeks, we have a series of matches at Greatest Royal Rumble and Backlash and possible subsequent rematches that could come out of these that put those titles in doubt. Those two titles especially, but to a far lesser degree, the Raw Tag Team Championship and the Universal title. Now, I'm I'm there with you with the Raw Tag Team title. The Raw Tag Team title probably isn't going to end up on SmackDown, but like I said, it <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Vince McMahon to be like, ah, the Raw, the Raw's on SmackDown, the SmackDown's on Raw. Yeah. yeah. And also, yeah. the big red Starburst-looking title probably ain't going to SmackDown. Right. However, Intercontinental and U.S., I could see that switching. I could see that flipping around. And any of these titles, I could see switching because here here are the scenarios we have reigns versus lesnar at greatest royal rumble if reigns wins he faces samoa joe smackdown star at backlash intercontinental title seth rollins defends his title against smackdown stars finn balor and samoa joe uh, or miz samoa samoa. joe and the miz right. and raw star finn balor miz has already declared his rematch for backlash so you got two matchups there. If Seth Rollins were to lose either one of these, he's got a rematch. Raw tag team titles. Bar versus uh, Deleter of Worlds. The Bar are now on SmackDown. That's happening at Greatest Royal Rumble. United States Championship. Jinder Mahal still gets his rematch. That's at Greatest Royal Rumble against new SmackDown star Jeff Hardy. However, Jeff Hardy is kind of slated to face Randy Orton at Backlash, who is on SmackDown right now. But if he loses his title at Greatest Royal Rumble to Jinder Mahal, he's owed a rematch too. There are a lot of... This looks like the NBA playoff scenario a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it does. It does. And listen, nothing would make me happier for them to for them to throw a whole bunch of riches into the works mm-hmm. and give us, like, Miz wins on Friday. Yeah. Then a week from Sunday, he loses it back to Rollins. That'd be a lot of fun, but I don't see that happening. I also don't. I mean, I also don't see Ginger wins the U.S. title uh, at, at on Friday. Then a week from Sunday, he loses it back to Jeff, or does he lose it back to Randy? Like all these, th- I feel like it all depends on because honestly, I've always seen in my head as the. Greatest Royal Rumble, the hashtag grrr, um, as being just a giant, like way over glorified house show. Like like Beast in the East, like a couple of years ago. Like that was a cool thing because they actually wound up doing that um that, that NXT title change between between Balor and Owens there. But I've never, but up until they started promoting the hell out of it, I've had to like rethink of like. Oh no, this is an actual like extra real pay-per-view just, you know, without one of the genders. Um and and so now it's more plausible, but and I I I will say US title, Intercontinental title, I see those as being like maybe like 5 to 10% chance of anything actually really happening going down. 
I think for sure they're doing a title change of some sort at Greatest Royal Rumble because they don't want the stigma or the perception of house show on the network. Also, I hate to break it to you, Alex, but here you go. Boom! Wow. Well, at least I have have stuff to link to, so that's good. Daniel Bryan in a By God Viking hat. Yeah, there you go. Shout out. I'm going to give the person, whoever uh, sent that to me, a shout out in, in a minute. But yeah. Damn, Alex. The evidence is mounting. Well, no, the bots are practically well, connecting themselves. Yeah, yeah it, it, the whole thing writes itself. Uh, that's for sure. Yes, um, Greg Sessler. Thank you uh, for sending that along. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I will say that I, I, it's very, it's certainly likely that one of the two. U.S. title or Intercontinental changes hands, but if only one of them does, then it's definitely going back at Backlash, and that kind of sucks. Um, mm-hmm. If both of them do, then they could plausibly switch brands, which is fine. I honestly, I I kind of want the IC title on SmackDown anyway. I do too. So, so Miz can break that record and and, and to switch it up a little bit. Just sure, sure. Why not switch it up a little bit? Because um, but but. But as I said, there has never been a conclusion in the history of ever that is so foregone as the bar aren't bringing the Raw titles to SmackDown. That's just yeah, that's, would, that's just not happening. Yeah, I would I would say that as well. I just threw it in there because it is a possibility, albeit a small one. A also, maybe controversial, maybe not. I don't like the look of the United States Championship. Hate it. Yeah, I mean it's. The NWA not, not United States Championship is one of my favorite titles of all time. Yeah. It is a beauty. I mean, they, they, they've proven very recently that they can introduce new belts and make them look damn awesome. Who, like, WWE or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, them. The North American title in, in NXT. Oh, and, hell yeah. Which is beautiful. But my favorite is the UK Championship. That thing That's is cool. yes. So good. So yeah, I want a fightful championship one? so bad, so <laughs> bad. Just to put it, like the the titles in here are ones I've won at turd yeah. level indies, and then sure. that one, yeah. the The million dollar belt was a gift from my wife, my fiance at the time, because she knew that I was a big Teddy Biasi fan when I was a kid. But that's one I would just love to have, just like fightful God. Right above me. Impact Wrestling's uh, new championships look, look pretty good. look nice, yeah. Besides the weird integration of a goddamn owl into every one of them. Uh, stupid anthem. Odd. Odd. What do we have up next? Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley defeated Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I find it very charming that despite Braun's success, he still sews his own pants together. Yeah. Yep. When does he upgrade to like carpenter jeans or something? Uh, I, don't I, I don't know. Um, this is this this is this is good. I I I I, uh, I really like Sammy and Kevin as a as a as a duo uh, that that is now at least for now. Please let it last a while. There's no like, oh, are they really friends or are they just pretending to be friends? Like they were doing for months over on SmackDown. I love these guys as being being heel buddies. I think they're great. They're perfect foils for each other. And as I said, uh, <laughs> Sami Zayn as your heel grandpa is the best bit they got run right now. It's good stuff, man. The beating on uh, an isolated Bobby Lashley continues through the br- er, through the break until Lashley belly to belly suplexes Zayn, which gets a great reaction. Again, this crowd really, really good. Strowman gets pulled off the apron and then just goes bananas. He ran through these two poor guys. I mean, literally ran through the two poor guys. Yeah. That was violent. Yeah. Um, the crowd never left its feet. Like they were. Braun did. No, I mean, but, but I'm saying like the crowd, <laughs> know. the crowd was standing this whole time. Yeah. Like, like every, ever everything he did, they were just going nuts for this guy. And it's like, I mean, I I I, I love him. I, 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 there's no secret that I'm that I'm that I'm pro Braun, but I don't see how what? anyone in the in the I know it's shocking. I know, 
I, I I don't know how anyone in the back can can watch what he did, watch the reaction he got, and go, yeah, we should definitely keep him cooled off and definitely far because the the rumor that I have seen, not saying it's true, that the the reason they moved Samoa Joe to SmackDown is because it's going to be the Roman Reigns show on Raw, and they want Joe to have a really big role on the in the company, and he wouldn't have that on Raw. Which is good for Samoa Joe that they put him on SmackDown where he can have you know matches with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles and Nakamura, whatever. That'll be great. But it kind of sucks for everybody they kept on Raw. A number one, Braun Strowman. You know, like if if it's going to be as I feared, um, Roman versus Corbin for like three months. Oh, God. That's gonna be great. And then Roman versus a combination of Dolph and or drew and or both of them and like wow that's a really sick looking um zigzag combination claymore i can't wait to kick out of that three times like that that just you keep that well far away from the greatness of ko and sammy ko getting just just trucked by by braun like three or four times with those shoulder blocks as much as you love braun this will also surprise people as much as you love braun I dislike front drop kicks. I think it's true. It's true. You've said on that the outside, past. particularly. Yeah. I was yeah. expecting him to come out with flappy pants next and just float around. <laughs> well, he could ease. Well, as you said, he keeps a nice sewing kit in the back. So he could just like, well, he can sew some on there the next he's time. He's hitting up Mickey James later. And he's like, listen, I need you to teach me. I need not, to learn. You're not using your flappy pants anymore. Can I borrow them? <laughs> Or at least just the flappy parts because yeah. they're going to fit him. They're yeah. flappy. They're flappy, yeah. They might actually go all the way around his calf. You never know. Yeah. Or he could cut them apart and, like, sew two together. He's obviously proficient. Yeah. So, sewer. Sewer? Seamster? Seamster. Does your mother sew? <laughs> Boom. Get it to sew that. Lashley hits a hanging vertical suplex on Sami Zayn. I'm oh, he's gonna drop somebody one day. <laughs> he is. He is. Um, a buddy of mine is like, okay, uh, I he, like he's not a big Bobby Lashley fan, mm-hmm. and he says it's kind of absurd that you're out here going like, wow, look how strong Bobby Lashley is. He can hold a man above his head for several seconds in a row while he's standing next to Braun Strowman, who we know can tip over trucks. Yeah. Like it's kind of a weird thing to be like, wow, look how strong he is, as opposed to that guy who is objectively stronger, according to in-canon things. It's a weird thing to try and get over him for that reason alone. Well, Braun power slams Sammy and pins him. WWE tag league tonight, pretty much. Yep. Next up, No Way Jose comes out with his conga line, and Booker T straight up accuses him of gimmick infringement on Adam Rose. Asks where the bunny is. At this point, the bunny has to show up. He should. Yep. You got to bring it back. Did I ever tell you uh, what Justin Gabriel told me his idea for the bunny was? I think you did, yes. Yeah. He wanted the bunny to, like, turn into this really, like, hardcore wrestler. And they'd find him, like, drunk backstage all the time. And he would just go through tables and chairs and everything. And... Then one day that he gets into like I guess he has some feud and it's some big blow off match and he gets just killed and they find him unconscious backstage they pull off the bunny head and it's Vince McMahon all along mm-hmm. and I was like that would have been phenomenal yeah that would have been the Freddie Prince Jr. as Vince's doctor of this generation yeah they were also doing a Donnie Darko thing with the bunny and Adam Rose for a bit on main event yeah. Where where only Adam Rose could see the bunny, and it was just like he would, the bunny was all dressed in black except for the bunny head. It, there was a lot of things they could have done with the bunny, but uh, well, there were a lot of things they could have done with Adam Rose too, yep. especially fresh off of that ESPN deal that they did. Yeah, and didn't capitalize. Didn't capitalize any of it. Rough. Uh, anyway, Baron Corbin comes out and says that no way Jose isn't on his level, and he won't fight Jose as long as his buddies are out there. His idea of fun is ruining other people's fun. I thought it was a pretty good promo from Baron Corbin, all things considered. At least we know that his motivation is to be as much of a dick as he possibly can. Yeah, no, it's, it's just, this is what he's going to do. He's going he's gonna to beat up No Way Jose for a while, 
and then he's he's going to run afoul of Roman, and they'll have that pro- uh, program. Um, my favorite part was he was like, "I don't I don't want one of your buddies over there, five or six of them, to come hit hit me in the back while I'm grinding you into the canvas." And I just I, I now now I need to see Baron Corbin as a spokesman for Grinder. I love, yeah, I love how much Booker T loves Baron Corbin, though. <laughs> I, I do miss Booker T on occasion. I, I love the, the, the one thing I do love is uh, when the commentators aren't consistent with their heel face alignments. Like, I love yeah. how much Michael Cole loves Elias. Like, that's, that's really a cool wink wrinkle. And I think it's great that Booker T is like, no, 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 Baron Corbin, that guy, he's great. As yeah, opposed to all these other people that he tears new ones into. Oh, and Corey Graves is like that with Elias too. Like he he yeah. can't stand Elias. Elias. Michael Cole can't stand anything in the Woken universe. Yep. Meanwhile, Corey Graves loves it. He's an advocate of it. I like yep. that. It doesn't insult my intelligence as much. So I, I enjoy that. The Miz Tarajer backstage and pissed Seth Rollins on being the new Shield, which I thought was a great line, a great reaction from the crowd, and a great reaction from Seth Rollins. And when they put their fists out, yeah, gold, uh, he doesn't buy in. Later on, they pitch the Baxel Club to Balor, but they get shot down there too. Bo looks at Axel and says, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And Axel says, no, I have no idea what you're thinking. <laughs> they were wonderful. These these two are, uh, are worth their weight in gold shiny jackets, and, uh, and I need them on TV all the time. I, it's it's kind of sad that they're still entering to the Mrs. Music. Like that is. I mean, here's the thing. I I, I had like four themes each. I, I know. <laughs> I really. Uh, I I I want this to last. Like you could take this through into June. Like this thing could be like every week they're trying to join new tag teams. They could try and join Titus Worldwide. They could try and get back together with Heath Slater and form the Social Outcasts. But Rhino is not having none of it. There's a lot of things they could do. Um, I want them to do that whether the, the opponent is heel, baby face, yeah, everything, whatever. Just send them on a tour of this. Why not? I, I, I love it. I think they're great. They, I don't want them to get written into the margins. There's a lot of stuff they could do. I, honestly, I think it'd be really great if they do a bow trying to join the leader of worlds team. Yeah, and and have have a thing where Bray and Bo recognize the thing that we're all thinking, but then never talk about it. Yes, I think that'd be so good. Do it. Like just make it really, really awkward, as yeah. awkward as possible. As awkward as possible, because you know he would have a great time with that in the middle of it. It would be so good. The the term brother Bo has to be brought up oh, at yes. some point by somebody, even yeah. if it's Matt. Yes. Like that is that is a good, nice, fun, harmless way to kill fifteen minutes on a three-hour show every oh, week. Oh, sure, yeah. So uh, you know what happens here: Finn Balor and Seth Rollins beat the Miz Taraj. It yes. is what it is. It is, yeah. There is a Riot Squad interview backstage, as Jeff Hawkins pointed out. They're here to cause havoc. Yep, they did about as good with this dialogue as they could. Yeah. It's- like Sarah Logan, listen. I I went I went. Everyone's like, this is how people from Appalachia talk. I'm like, listen. I went to grad school at West Virginia University. I had a very good friend who who grew up a in Playboy. Right, exactly. I, I went, Every Monday. Yeah. Here I am. Yeah. I went to school. I went to school with a guy from Summersville, West Virginia. He talked a lot like Sarah Logan, um, but I I never heard him say fried. When he meant to say frightened. Oh, come on now. She's from like three hours west of me. <laughs> She's not towards the Appalachian Mountains. She's going the other direction. <laughs> She's way closer to being and she she's a piss away from Indiana, <laughs> not from like West Virginia. Come on now. Dep- there is a town that I used to live in. Depending on where you were in the county, you either got Lexington, Cincinnati, or Huntington, West Virginia channels. So, like, it was a little bit of everything. She's clear the other way. And they're trying real hard to be like, yeah, me and my pa went hunting last week. And- <laughs> me, I, I hunt and skin animals. And when I, when one thing I tell you about a fired animal, if they, they were there fighting, they, they, they don't want none. Okay, good. That's good. We can move on now. I still, you need to tell me how you and Ruby Riot became friends. 
because it wasn't through a similar is, taste in, in is in Jessica meals. White still alive? Can they do that? I'm getting tired of these sloppy, slimy eggs. That's what they need. They need to bust that out. Bring bring him in for her. They Road Dog wanted her on the main roster so bad after so he saw that meme. bad. And I was like, okay, surely he he knows that there's got to be some character behind this. And mm-hmm. she's one of the few women that they could bring in. And you've got a little bit of a character already there right. for her. And it was wasted. Wasted. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> Whatever. What do you think of this Alexa Bliss PSA? I got a feeling we had differing opinions on it. Well, honestly, I I really liked it for the first half of it, and then I was like, just it, it's lazy. It's just lazy. Like like it's not like I'm like oh, I'm I am outraged. I'm not. I just think it's lazy to be like, okay, well she's fat shaming the fat girl. Like that's the thing. Like oh, she's a mean girl. She's a cute little blonde who's fat shaming the fat girl because she's a heel, and therefore it's okay. Well, okay, fine, but there are other things you could do, mm. and in that case. It wouldn't be delivered by a person who has struggled with eating disorders in the past, been very open about it, given many interviews about how she's gotten through it and wants to help other people get through it. But the way to do that is not to have her be the voice of fat shaming. Like that's, I just don't, I don't think that's the the optimum way of doing that. So there's other things. For context, guys, Alexa Bliss uh, did a very Eric Cartman PSA where she said that one time she was offering a homeless woman the rest of her burrito bowl, burrito bowl, and Nia Jax gobbled it up. I'm okay with the the reflecting reality thing as long as you use your be a star campaign to educate those who are consuming the product to do so. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out because Alexa has had those issues in the past, and it she should be on those tours with Naya locally at school saying it's an act. Mm-hmm. We do it to reflect and show you all the outcome because in the end, this is a conflict based television show. Uh, this match, Mickey James, Alexa bliss and the riot squad against Natalia, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Nia Jax, Ember moon is a match where they get a lot of the new girls in and give commentary a couple minutes to explain them. Because they're too lazy to write actual stories for them where they explain it themselves. Ember Moon hit one of the best suicide dives I have seen in years in WWE. She looked like she got shot out of a goddamn potato gun. Like with the speed she flew. It was it was amazing. Uh, Natalia also looked very motivated in this match. Mm-hmm. Almost like she's getting a major push. And a main event level <laughs> matchup, right? Yeah, it could be. I'm not. I don't know if she's actually like, oh, uh, well, I'm going to be involved in the storyline, uh, heavily involved in the storyline that around the person you're trying to push as the face of your company for the next year. I should probably put in some effort this time. Yeah, yeah. She probably and it. when she's baby face, she doesn't have to taunt her opponents when they're flat back and be ready to pin. Mm-hmm. She applies a sharpshooter. Sarah Logan takes out Natalia's knee. Mickey James would attack that a couple times. Uh, Ruby Riot beats up Bailey a bit, but gets press slammed and leg dropped by Nia Jax. All while Natalia is still selling outside, they bring out help. All hell breaks loose, and Nia flies off the apron and knocks down everyone. Worth noting, Alexa Bliss didn't do anything in this match. Wore a t-shirt. Yeah, she got breast enhancements, guys. Okay. Mickey James takes another cheap shot at Natalia, and Ronda Rousey comes out to make the save. Although Mickey James wasn't doing anything illegal, immoral, yeah, sure, sure. But not illegal. But no, no, no. But here's the thing: Ronda Rousey isn't here for your immoralness. She is. She is the face of justice, and she will make things right, John. That's true. Well, she got drop kicked in the back, and it was announced today. Well, not. I'm sure WWE is not happy that it was announced today, but. Mickey James versus Ronda Rousey on the European tour. Our first look at Ronda Rousey in singles action. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. I mean, they could set up something for backlash sure. as well. Because if she's on a Raw right here, just me guessing and speculating, she'll probably be on backlash as well. I don't know why she wouldn't be. Uh, Rousey hit the most perfect hip throw into an arm bar. I don't know how I feel about the the arm bar with the the 
the arm bar that's being applied in WWE is not the standard arm bar, but that hip throw. <sighs> yeah, no, it was, yeah. Uh, chef kissing fingers emoji. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that was, that was awesome. It's so, so fast. Like, it's just, it's amazing when you see like these, oh, oh, she does that for a living. Medalist. <laughs> yeah. In the Olympics. Okay. That's what that's supposed to look like. Okay. Good to know. The most uh, successful UFC women's champion ever. Still. Yeah, still. Um, yeah, no, that that's great. Um, it it does it does speak to some some problems that you have where it's like we have these 10 women on Raw. We don't know what the hell we're doing with any of them. So we're going to put them all on the thing together. And the 11th woman on Raw is by far the most important. And she's going to have this thing where she comes in and and changes the face of everything. Um, so we'll 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 see where all of this goes. Um, I, I, I don't I don't think there's that you can easily have a completely separate program entirely for 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 Ronda that's nowhere near any titles whatsoever. Um, that's fine. Um, they they're they're teased. The WWE itself is teasing heavily teasing. Um, a raw a smackdown women's tag division mm-hmm. not for raw which is interesting but only for smackdown but um bad it, move in my opinion yeah yeah um uh having one or not having one on both brands well having one no not a bad idea i think they should have a 205 live one and they should have women's you don't have a strong enough roster individually to do i think either just that brand 205 live should if you got a team in nxt under 205 let them go if you have a women's tag team in nxt that fits the bill let them go let let them do it let them compete for those women's tag team titles because man that's a that's a tough one i I think there's a there's a lot of really because especially because you're having a pay-per-view every month where both both uh brands are on the pay-per-view it's really easy to say Okay, so um, every every month you're going to have a Raw tag team of women versus a SmackDown tag team of women. Whoever wins that, they have the straps. On the other show, you you determine a number one contender team, and then you do that over and over again. You can actually trade those back belts back and forth. They can be sure. contended on the pay-per-views solely, but switch back and forth, and you can have a tournament to de- determine number one contenders, whatever. Um uh, but I, I'm there's there's an easy way of of making these women uh, have more to do than just we're going to put you all in the ring at the same time, and our, our announcers are going to read your backstories to a disinterested audience. You know, like yeah. it's not. It's pretty it's, much pretty much how it went. Yeah. That was Monday Night Raw, guys. Of course, we're back tomorrow night for the SmackDown post show. We have Wednesdays. Listen, you boy, if you all haven't checked out that show, it is our flagship podcast on uh fightful.com and i definitely want to extend my my thoughts condolences well wishes to those in toronto toronto is a very important city to fightful.com if you all have ever watched any of our shows you know that you've seen the thing you can't see it in my shot right now but i have the toronto license plate up there that's where our parent company is at and the attack today happened literally on the road that our home office is and uh, it was five, about five miles north, and I just want to extend my condolences to everybody affected in that. Fortunately, nobody from Jimmy's office was affected, but uh, that was a horrible tragedy. Also, shout out to the ballsy man just snatching guns out of people's hands at Waffle Houses. What a hero. Yeah, yeah. I don't often yeah. to bring up that type of stuff on on podcasts, but I believe his name's James Shaw. What a baller. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Talking tackling Randy Marsh wheeling his nuts down the road size balls to be able to do something like that. Yeah. In a Waffle House. In a Waffle House. A six foot four naked dude with an AR-15. And you're saying, I'm going to go tackle that dude. I'm All right, him. All Waffle right. House. Hook the man up for Hook life. Me. Oh, for life. For life. Then he went and started a GoFundMe account for the victims. What a gentleman. Uh, yeah. Guys, if you all haven't checked out the Holy Smokes MMA podcast, 
Tomorrow would be a great day to do it. Tomorrow meaning Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. We had one of the most controversial calls in UFC history Saturday where a submission was called after a fight was technically over. We're going to have Showdown Joe break that down. We're going to have Sajara Eubanks, who is supposed to have competed for the UFC Flyweight Championship on the show as well. We're talking Kevin Lee. We're talking that Atlantic City show. We're talking Fedor versus Frank Mir for this weekend. All kinds of cool stuff on this show tomorrow. Check it out. You can follow me at Sean Ross App. Follow Alex at Palowski the Fourth. Follow us at Fightful Online. But most importantly, visit Fightful.com. Check out FightfulSelect.com. We have tons of extra podcasts up there. A retro show every month. This month was WWF Backlash 1999. You can head over to Fightful.com and type that into our uh, keywords, and you will see my podcast notes for that show as well. I do release those along with them for free. All kinds of cool stuff over there. But uh, this week I wanted to try a little something different. Leave a comment on this video underneath. Let us know your favorite, least favorite thing about this episode of Raw. Thank you guys so much. Till next time, we are out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.